our life, we make all kinds of connections, from our neighbors to our co-workers, from family members to people we interact with in business every day. What about the connections we make to ourselves? Today, we'll explore the connections that we make and how they define our lives. This is Things Worth Considering with hosts Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiousis. It's time to consider the possibilities. Hello, and welcome to this episode of Things Worth Considering. I am your host, Gord Riddell, and I am here with my co-host, Alexia Georgiousis. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm well. How are you doing? Good. I'd hardly see you anymore. You come on the show, and now I don't ever see you. I know. Well, we see like each other once over a week. Zoom, right? That's it. <laughs> really? Oh, and it's over Zoom. Yes, that, exactly. That, that damn COVID. <laughs> <laughs> it's wrecking everyone's life. Uh, um, now, just so that everyone knows, uh, we are live, and you're invited to give us a call. It is a toll-free number, and it is 888-346-9141. Uh, phones are open, and we would love to hear from you. Um, today, we have a returning guest, and this is actually her fourth time, uh, and I'm here with Maria Galley. And she is a registered psychotherapist, a life skills coach, and an instructor at Transformational Arts College. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome back. It's good to uh, be back. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's good. To, yeah, where'd you go? It's good to have you back. Uh, um, so uh, you're, you've got sort of an interesting subject area about uh, karma and our relationship with our ancestors, mm-hmm. uh, which is like, okay, that's interesting. So- Going through your notes, uh, you're going to talk about how our ancestors influence us today, uh, other than inheritances. And, uh, (laughs) you know, sort of that relationship, we can actually be part of a family karma, right? like a group karma or something, right? Mm -hmm. Just because we're born into that family and that that can actually be influencing some of the stuff that goes on in our life. Am I correct on that one so far? Absolutely. You got it right on. Hey, hey. hey, thank God I learned how to read. You got to nail that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and comprehend. So, right. uh, okay. So tell us, uh, how did you get interested in ancestral karma? Great question, you know. Well, it was really when I was starting to do my own work around uh, some of the patterns that were showing up in my life and how I was showing up in relationships. And, you know, it didn't matter how often I did some work around certain topics that, you know, I thought, okay, I've got it this time. And then you go ahead and you repeat the same thing. And then I started to realize, hmm, I wonder what's going on here. And uh, I heard um, uh, Stephen Farmer actually talk about the ancestors and how that works. And I thought, there's something here. So I just started doing some research around that. And it just became so interesting that for me personally, it really started to give me some idea around, uh, you know, why I needed to take a look at what's happening before me being born. So there's me, there's my mom, there's my grandmother, my great grandmother, you know, and you have that lineage that's coming up. What are some of the, what are some of the patterns that I could see happening coming down the lineage and then you know at the school we had to do when I was doing the psychotherapy program we had to do the genogram yeah that'll do it 
right? And part of that was, uh, you know, really, no, but honestly, it was just really taking a look at, you know, what was happening on that track that I was putting together. And I thought, wow, this is so interesting. And so at that, I just started doing some more reading on it. And it's been something that's been, you know, every time you do a little more research, you get a little more clear about it. And it really works with, uh, you know, it's really starting to realize uh, how much influence our ancestors have on us. And they're just crazy as your mother. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly, you know, you always sit there and say, you know, I don't want to become my mom, but you do until you become more aware of it. What are some of the things that you might need to work on in order not to become your mom? Well, sure. I mean, how can we not, you know, I mean, I'm a little bit of my mom, a little bit of my dad. Uh You know, how can you avoid that? Well, Yeah. As well, long as it's not it's oppressive and, or something. Yeah, and, right. and, and, and Maria, I'm kind of interested in the idea of when you're saying uh, karma and the, the ancestral karma, because they, they have, a, I think, a, a, a specific meaning, um, especially. So can you describe that a little bit? Sure. So, you know, we all know karma and we incarnate, if you believe in that spiritual aspect that we incarnate to heal some of the karma so we don't have to have a physical bodies at some point. But and so that's our own personal one. Right. But then there is uh, the karma that we bring in. So as I was saying, you know, from uh, grandparents to great grandparents that they start working with a certain issue that really needs to be healed. And so when I decide that I need in the other life, you know, before we incarnate in that Bardo state is, uh, you know, that there's certain karma that I need to heal. And then I choose the family that I want to belong into. And then lo and behold, there's that same pattern that needs Mm -hmm. to be looked at. And so by working with your ancestors, by really inviting them in and really starting to get familiar with how, you know, the learning that they've done, you know, what was it that they had to go through? And as they cross over, you know, they have that idea around, you know, they've had that physical experience, but now they have that spiritual experience as well, right? So, and so right. So you're saying the karma is kind of like the energy, because I understand it as being um, like some lesson that uh, I need to experience again. And, and it's, it's sort of might have been experienced by someone previously, because in homeopathy, they also, there's the idea of a miasm being passed through generations. Right. So it's, it's like the energy pattern or lesson that needs exactly. to come through. Yeah, okay. exactly. And so, you know, and you have, as I was saying, you have that, that added, uh, when you start to work with your ancestor, you have uh, their gifts of what they've learned in the physical realm and what they've, what they've, you know, taken with them in that spiritual realm. And together with that, you're able to understand those energetic patterns a lot more. And you're able to, if you want to work with them so that the next generation after me, after any of us doesn't really have to deal with that, you know, because it's, it's, and that's what you're doing when you start to heal that. And if you don't deal with it, then it feels like I'm carrying around not only my stuff, but I get to carry around all of their stuff. Absolutely. You know, yeah. Is that what the inheritance is for? That's what the inheritance <laughs> is for. <laughs> you don't only inherit the good things, you inherit the other stuff. That's I was thinking more getting paid to, to carry all of this. I feel like the karmic Sherpa. <laughs> you know, just <laughs> schlepping all this stuff up a mountain. 
in a sense, that's exactly what you're doing because it doesn't leave you, right? So you have all of this, uh, uh, all of this baggage. You know, I like to call it, you have this sack that you carry behind you. And in that sack, there's all of this. There's the good stuff. And there's also the, oh, sure. the stuff that needs to be looked at, right? Sure. And so how do you... So if you, if you take out, you know, if you, if you have an inverted triangle, all right, mm-hmm. and you're at the base of that, you know, the apex actually, but it's at the ground level. And then right. you have to go up to your parents. And then you go up and you've got your grandparents. And your grand, and it keeps going up by two, yep. you know, two, four, eight, you know, 16. I, I can, you can really see how it all flows down to you. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, it really does yeah. if you just put it down there. Now, what was really fascinating is somebody did it mathematically. And I've seen the diagram of it. Hmm. Back to the 1400s. Wow. And by the time you get back to the 1400s, if you keep going like – it's always two and then two more, like two and four. That's a lot of people back Keep there. going up and going up. But we're, we're all related. Right. I mean, literally, that's what yeah. they, they said. Not only yeah. are we all related, we're all related twice because yeah. there wasn't that many people on the planet back in 1400 oh, yes, yes. in that's order good. to compensate for how we've all flowed through, mm-hmm. through that. Mm-hmm. But it, that's exactly, I mean, biologically, that's how we got here. Well, so, yeah. So it's a, it's quite interesting if you just play, you know, if you just play with that and just yeah. keep going back two by two by two by two. How many people are involved here? You know, well, by yeah. the time you get back and, to and all of their stuff too, right? right. You know? Exactly. Exactly. It's the ultimate. Just uh, they just everything's funneling down. You know? yeah. <laughs> so the accumulation of all of these lessons and and is is the uh, karma concept specific more to Hinduism and? Tibetan Buddhism and things like this, or, and because I think that maybe in other spiritual disciplines it's also there, but a different, maybe different yeah. words. Yeah, that's exactly. You know, so the, the word karma does come from that the, from uh, that specific area, but you know, uh, you can call it. Uh, uh, I'm not sure. There's there's things in other different uh, in different parts of the world that. It really just refers to that. If you take a, if you look at karma as that energetic field or those energetic patterns that kind of form around us and through us, and you know, as Gord was describing, they come through. That's really what it's all about. You know, whatever you want to call it, call it what you want it. But that's yeah. exactly what it is. It's those right. energetic patterns that really. I think start it's the word to- karma. Sorry, I think the again. word karma is where the problem is here. You know, in terms of uh, people have a specific thing. If I smack you, someone's going to come up and smack me. Right. Aha, karma, right? right. I mean, that's, that's what we think of. Um, as opposed to thinking of it as sort of this culmination of energies. Right. Uh, you know, because uh, if you look at indigenous native culture in North America, they have a real, you know, uh, a, a real kindred, you know, spirit, no pun intended, with their ancestors. It's very Absolutely. strong. Absolutely. You know, but they don't they don't call it something like this. Uh, you know, this gets into more Asian uh, yeah. religions of the you know Buddhism and Shinto and so on. Right. Um, yeah, that's exactly. Hindu. Yeah. So the way so, I like to look at it, sure, impressive. I call it karma, but I like to, to I like to take a look at it as that energy, that energetic pattern that really is sitting with me, and is it working? And if it isn't working, what is it that I need to do? And how do I, you know, and calling for help because our ancestors right. are willing to help, right. but they're not just going to come in. You know, you need to invite them in. 
Yes, that's interesting. And I think that, you know, what Gord was saying too, is that that idea of knowing that, you know, whoever walked before us or whoever was there and the ancestral connection, it's very healing for mm, a lot of people yeah. around their land and the, the idea of the culture and the, and the lineage that's there, the teachings of the lineage, which I think is fascinating when it becomes, you know, uh, aware of an affinity that someone has, you know, oh, I have an affinity for plants or I have an affinity yeah. for, you know, art. And then learning that someone way back was an artist or yeah. plant medicine worker or whatever might be there. It's really interesting yeah. that you bring that up. One of my brothers is he's an he's an artist, and uh, we were looking uh, we're looking at some book from some French guy way back back when, uh, and he op- we opened this book, and the picture of that artist in that book, like it, it actually like my heart just stopped. It just a spitting image of my brother Francesco. Like it's all. Mm. And so, like you were saying, there is, you don't know where, where these things come from or your affinity for a country, for instance, right? Uh, and then really taking a look back and how, you know, how did, how did this happen for me? You know, I'm born in Italy, but yet Ireland is where I feel more at home. So how, did, how does that happen, right? And this is how it happens. <laughs> Yeah, that is so fascinating. Yeah. It's it's so fa- and then you know also then how do we recognize because part of part of it is around the relationships we're having, right? right? And and when you were saying how you got into this because you were looking at what was going on in relationships then and and that can you talk about that a little bit more? Sure. And so, you know, you'll find that you know the universe is great are bringing people into our lives because of what we contracted that we want, the lessons that we needed to learn, right? Yeah, open for discussion on that one. Sorry? (laughs) (laughs) Open for discussion on that one. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I really needed that one. Okay, never mind. (laughs) Yeah, you look around uh, the the dining room table at a family gathering and say, holy crap, what the heck was I thinking of bringing all these people in? No kidding. Next. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah right can we go to the next slide please yeah 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 <laughs> I changed my mind <laughs> right <laughs> but it's really about you know we bring in uh, we bring in uh, a lot of people in our lives until we learn that lesson right and mm. so from different people we learn it differently somebody will bring up a certain aspect of that lesson somebody else might bring up a certain other aspect of that but we keep attracting the same type of people in order for us to learn the lessons that we asked for. So, well, I think that's true on, I think it's true on one level, but on another level is Uh what we've learned in terms of, you know, who our mothers are and who our fathers are. We want to go back home. Yeah. If you look at Hendrix's stuff on the Imago, which is very embedded on us is that it's kind of natural that they would resemble our parents somehow, even though most people are horrified. Yeah, uh, we do to marry what degree they are. <laughs> but what's fascinating, though, is is that it's their negative traits that we're the most attracted to. Yep. All right. So you could have looked at my father uh, or so, or me with humor. You know, that's where the humor comes from for me. As my dad, he's you know used humor to lighten it up a little bit. Right. And and so that's not what people would be attracted to. It wasn't the humor. It would be you know the part of him that couldn't meet our needs. Right. You know, well, that's and it. that's what that's all built on. 
That's you know, exactly. That's why, it, because it's the negative elements of them that were made them unable to meet our needs. So therefore, sure. we're still trying to get those needs met, but now as adults in adult partners. Yeah, right. And it's like, oh my That's God, it. I'm talking to my mother right now. You know, yeah. uh, <laughs> and you are. <laughs> I am. I am. Yeah, there's a little boy absolutely. inside of you that needs that part healed. That's right. That's right. right? So I just yell Nick's off my balcony a lot. You know, because <laughs> my mom did that. <laughs> well, so, seeing- yeah, I mean, so I, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't, what I'm trying to do by, by putting that in there is, is that it's not as cut and dry as it's karma, you know, and that's what's right. giving us the attractions or whatever is we have to take into consideration how programmed we are, Absolutely. you know, simply by essence of living up with these, you know, growing up with a, a mother and father, I did at least, uh, that, you know, they're the most impactful people in our lives. They are. Period. Mm-hmm. You know, so of course we're going to, we're going to have parts of them that made us feel secure or comfortable or whatever. And that's also part of, you know, I hope they did, uh, uh that for people that, that's what we're going to be also be attracted to and try yeah. and provide for our children. <laughs> try to what? <laughs> try to provide it the same oh, level of comfort for our I children. Think you were, I heard, but it wasn't that. <laughs> oh, you're having that old senior moment, aren't you? I am. I am. Your ears are, your ears are filling in the blank. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very dangerous place to go to. It is. Trust me on that one. <laughs> And I am curious, Maria, I, I know uh, we can talk about this uh, soon because I think that um, Gord's going to take a break soon, but uh-huh. around absent, what if there's an absent parent and okay. there's, and that, that would be interesting to see that they're not, you know, in your life, but is there an energy that's still there, even though there haven't been involved? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's, it's kind of interesting how we compensate for that. Yeah. You know? So right. actually, uh, uh, thank you for the letting me know. I need to take a break here. <laughs> Uh, we need to take a break. Uh, so you are listening to Things Worth Considering. I'm here with Maria, Alexia, and I'm Gord. We'll be right back in two minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non-judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories. It is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic health care, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Young Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com or call us toll free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You 
are listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiousis. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now back to Things Worth Considering. Hi, welcome back. Uh, you're listening to Things Worth Considering, and we are talking about uh, karma and uh, our ancestral relationships, or our ancestors at least. <laughs> now, uh, just a reminder, uh, our telephone lines are open. We would love to have you call. I'm sure you must have a question about all this, because I can't stop questioning. Uh, <laughs> and that is a toll-free number anywhere in North America. One eight 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 three four six nine one four one. Now let's go back to Maria, and we we're talking about what? <laughs> what was the question just prior to? I was, I was I was asking about what happens when, let's say, someone uh, grows up and they don't have parents or they don't have both parents, but yet is the the karmic pattern or whatever we want to call it that. And, and is it still going to impact them in terms of their relationships? And I, I believe it does, but I'm Perfect. curious what you think, Maria. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with that. It, there's still that, uh, it's almost like that holographic thing, you know, where you cut off the arm, but you still feel pain if you have right. like, a, you know. Phantom, if, phantom limb pain kind of thing. Exactly, right. Yeah, it's that same kind of thing with, with our ancestors, you know. Uh, you might not have known them. And that works a lot, even with like, say grandparents if your grandparents died mm. before you were born right yeah. and so sure you might not know them on a, the physical world but energetically you know them right right and right. so it works the same way with an absent parent that there is that energy that's still coming in and so you know what what is it around that and also and that gets complicated with that abandonment stuff too right i bet yes for sure you know, so not only are you working on the lesson that you needed to learn, but now you're working on that abandonment issues that happens because there isn't that, that aspect of this human person that was supposed to be there and it's not, mm-hmm. right? And that doesn't necessarily mean not be there physically. It could be through addiction, you know, whether it's a workaholic or some other kind of addiction that they're not physically able to be there for you. But what is that, you know? And also, you know, speaking about addictions and stuff like that, that's also something that comes down generationally as well. Yes. Yes. Yeah, that shows up in the genograms big time. Oh, big, for sure. Yeah. 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 And so, you know, how do you deal with that part of it, right? Right. so, so how do how do typically you were mentioning earlier that around recognizing in a relationship, recognizing a pattern. You know, what are, what are, I mean, there's some obvious ways to say that, wow, this person is so much like my father or my mother or whatever it is, or, but, or a sibling what, even. Could it be a sibling, yeah. you know? Well, mostly what happens is that you'll sit there and you take a look at this person. Boy, here's John and here's Joe. <laughs> they got a different name, but boy, everything is the same. So you start to recognize that, you know, the people that are coming into your life have the same kind of qualities, you know. Uh, I've met people where the people's names are the same. Yeah. Really? Yes, I have. It's like Jane and Jane and here's Jane again. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. And and so that's that's the first clue. That's the first clue. (laughs) There's a big pattern here in names. Um, Yeah. Yeah, yeah which is really quite fascinating. 
yeah, it is. It's it, it's uh, so you know you'll recognize it that way, but then you'll start to take a look at it. And it's going wow. I was going through this with dad. I was going through this with mom or my sister or my brother, you know, and so maybe there's something here. So let me, let me just, you know, kind of take that step back. And what is it that I need to learn from this and really just start asking those questions out loud, whether it's with your therapist, you know, journaling them. And what is it about this person? You know, what are some of those qualities that attract me to them and then start taking them back? Right. So when was the first time that I recognized this pattern in my life? Right. When was the first time that I became attracted to the quality of this person? And you can start going back. And, and that's what starts to really bring it up um, a very clear that, oh, boy, <laughs> there's something more than, than within me personally. There's something else happening. And, you know, so how do, uh, what are some of the things that I need to start to take a look at and work with that? Mm-hmm. I remember no, there's a two way thing going on here, too, though. There's that, a that what? Sorry, Gordon? Seeing in us something that's unfulfilled or, or whatever. So it's not just that person that shows up just so that we can, you know, see those qualities. If that person was also sort of on the ball, they would see that, in fact, we have qualities of their parents or. Absolutely. Yeah. Whatever it is that they're repeating. Yeah. We get it. We'll get in relationship and we mirror ourselves. Right. And so uh, that's exactly it, Gord. The other person, if they're starting to do their work, they're starting to realize, well, you know, Maria wasn't the first person that brought this up for me. There was, you know, this person, this person. Okay. So for me, so then, and and this is when relationships are really interesting uh, because if you're both on that wavelength and you're both trying to figure out, you know, what is it that, you know, we're mirroring in each other, what's driving us crazy about each other what's the part that I just can't can get away from you know that it keeps calling me back and then when you start to work on it simultaneously well that's when great things start to happen because that's when you start to get to that place where really important and really fulfilling relationship can develop because you're both yeah. starting to look at what what's happening there for you Right, and you're owning. You're you're basically taking responsibility for yeah. what is there, right. rather than going into the blame. Absolutely, and, and yeah. It's my yeah. ancestors' fault. That's my favorite line. It's my grandmother's fault. Sorry, <laughs> exactly. No, no, oh, I mean, you yell at my grandmother. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's hilarious. May she rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, you can't you can't blame, and so it really does require, you know, yeah. Uh, that taking responsibility because I really believe that if it's here in this lifetime, it can be dealt with in this lifetime. Absolutely, I'm not a big one for having to go back and do like regression work and all that. I'm not saying that it doesn't have positive outcomes, but mm-hmm. I think that if I brought it into this life, then I can work on it in this life. Yes, but but taking a look at what you know what's happening with your ancestors as well. So work with oh, it yeah, yeah, here yeah. and yeah, the, the here and now. But you know, yeah. like really bringing it back. That's something that's been coming up. So not not necessarily do you have to personally go back to a past life for uh, your own past life, but taking a look at what's happening with your ancestors. <laughs> Right. Sure. With my luck, I'd go back there in the middle of one and they would have a shutdown. There'd be another virus. And now I can't come back. Well, maybe the Spanish flu. <laughs> right. You might come back to that. Like, 
Bad luck, man. <laughs> Sorry, bud. <laughs> you're stuck. <laughs> oh, that's funny. It's a bit of an Italian thing. I'm hey, getting you know, there, but that you just never know. <laughs> you gotta so, stay back there, bud. <laughs> right. So, Maria, does this does this sort of I you know in terms of um, you know your work and how you use this as a therapist? Is it also something where you look at the ancestral aspect in terms of lineage, but but past lives per se? Like it, and and because I'm kind of with Gord personally, I think that it is helpful to have this background, but it can also keep us out of our current lives and what's here, you know? Sure. If you use it as a crutch, right? Because there's people that use therapy as a crutch. Uh, There's people that use everything else so that you can start to take a look at what's out there instead of coming within and working, you know, what's happening within ourselves, right? So anything used as a crutch or something that holds us from really going within and saying, you know, what's happening inside, you know, because don't forget, you know, as you both know, our bodies are incredible uh, mechanical human things that really have all of our experience and it's sitting somewhere in the tissues, right? Yes. So, Take a look at that. You know, don't be going outside all the time to, to find the answers out there. So if you're using it to do that, then, yeah, you're not going to get the healing. You're not going to get the lessons. You're not going to get anywhere because you're, you're missing the one most important particular step that that's, that's coming from me then. You know, right. you're yeah, well said, me. well said. Yeah, you yeah, know? absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So it's, again, it's important that, you know, that, everybody understands that the biggest and most important tool that we have is ourselves. It's that intuition, you know, it's, uh, you know, that gut feeling, you know, that, you know, that what's coming up for us and how do I deal with that on the internal? Yeah. Yeah. People are, people are more than willing to have other people sort of do like readings or past life readings of them, current readings you know, let them bring in my ancestors, but yeah. it really, this works when you work. And, that, and that's exactly, you have to do the work, you know, yep. there's no cutting corners. And, yeah. and, and you know what? I, I don't know why we got stuck in this word using it all the time of you have to do the work. Um, a lot <laughs> of it I found fascinating. Well, it is fascinating. If you're Not willing I was to go there, right? But I was fascinating <laughs> as to how many doors could open and keep walking through. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. Or we get focused on that particular door at the end and we forget all the windows that are opening for us. Right. Exactly. Mm, nice. Nice. And we yeah, miss all nice. the stuff that's on the side. Right. And so yep. because I've, I've got this narrow mindedness going all the way to that end. But, you know, that old saying, life is a journey. It's not a destination. So enjoy that journey. You know, good, bad, indifferent to all the, the things that are coming through those windows that are opening for us. Yeah. And that yeah, takes time, so that narrow, takes time to really get a sense of being able to realize or see that even when there's pain and suffering, it still means you're alive. Absolutely. But, but yeah. I think that that, I don't know if it comes with age or maturity or awareness or who knows what. I don't think it's, I think it's any age, anyone can have that insight. Yeah. And, and again, I think, is this something to do with, oh, how many times you've been here? And I think so many people are you know, we're just going to keep coming back for many, many, many thousands of years if the planet decides to keep us, right? Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah, that's it. That's exactly. I know it on this one. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Can I I just kind of excuse myself for now? (laughs) 
This is my last but you're, one. You're right, Alexia. Uh, it, it's it's really really important that we do come to that realization that even in you know because it really is in the most painful aspects of our lives in the most painful period of our life is when it might not sound that way while you're in it, but that's when you're doing the most learning, right? right that's when you're right. doing the most healing. That's when you're evolving at the, at the highest rate, you know? And so uh, welcome that. Is it painful? Of course it is, you know, but what's the other choice going through life asleep? Yes. It would be. And, and you know, I, I really like what you said earlier around if you're in a relationship and both parties, and I don't know, is it necessary for both parties to recognize, oh, this is coming up for me? Or is it just enough if one person notices it and decides, you know, because I don't think sometimes the other person wants to necessarily hear it, right? Fair. No, absolutely. So it can in also those be kind very of situation, they'll drop off, right? <laughs> You know, um, so if both parties are willing to take a look at it and work together on it, then again, that could be a really healthy, beautiful, intimate relationship. But it doesn't have to be that way. So in other words, I could be in a relationship with somebody that's not willing or not able to do it at this particular time. So if I can take a look at it and understand that, what probably and very likely will happen, that person won't be in my life for too much longer. As I start to, you know, uh, do some of my own healing and as I start to perhaps vibrate at a higher, you know, vibration, whatever, you know, that whatever that is. Uh, but when I start to do my work, if the other person isn't willing to do the work at the same time, we might not make it. Mm-hmm. Right? And Gord, what were you saying about the crazy making? We, we kind of <laughs> Well, I think the two, two people who are doing that level of work who are, you know, in a relationship is, I just think that it just creates drama. Mm. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, both parties, you know, are, are in such a wounded space sometimes and in sort of a child space that, you know, it's like, no, I want to talk. No, no, no. You have no <laughs> idea what I went through. And it's like, it's a, uh, I've just seen it and I've seen the, it turn into kind of a bit of a disaster as well. It could. It could. Uh, It it requires, I think, a a certain amount of maturity on the part of both parties to really recognize what that looks like when one goes and the other goes or, you know, today's my turn, but tomorrow will be your turn. So I can sit back, you know, uh, and, 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 you know, allow it to come out. Some, Some things, I think there's a certain privacy as well. You know, I mean, it's, it's wonderful to have sort of this intimacy Within our, our uh, uh, within our relationships, I'm certainly not opposed to intimacy, um, but I also think there's a point of privacy, and that's why you don't you don't go to a, a therapist and do your own child inner child work, for instance, with your partner being there. Oops, that's yeah, a, well, that's a right. private form of therapy, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I think that you know processing each other, for lack of a better word, uh, or holding each other's hand through it and telling all isn't necessarily a good thing for the relationship. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's, it's, uh, you know, you, you sit there and you do your, I mean, if both people are doing their own work with their own therapist, obviously you're not going to be going, at least I would hope that you're not going to the same therapist and, you know, doing that kind of work. If, uh, you know, there's uh, work that you can do uh, as a couple, but there is their own personal work that you need to do. 
you know, and however that's going to look like, it's going to look different for me than, than for you or you or the other person. So it's, you know, we all heal at, at different stages. We all heal, heal differently. And even though we might think we've had the same experience, how we view it through our, through our eyes, it's going to be totally different. I think I, 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 I'm not sure that it is totally different because I think that the only way that that could possibly happen uh, is you would have to have a real sense of your own codependency. Uh, because yeah. the first thing, if my partner was in pain and I saw that pain, I'd immediately want to go, you know, hurt his parents. Uh, I'd, you know, I, I'd, uh, I'd want to just do so much to make the pain bearable or to go away, make it better, whatever. But that, you know, that's then that's hitting all my codependency uh, around caretaking and so on. So, you know, you have to be able to, and that's where I said it has to be very mature persons uh, that well, can actually have the boundaries to stand back and allow your partner to be in pain, which is very difficult. Very you difficult. Very I also difficult. think there's an expectation from the partner that says, why aren't you helping me? You know, make me feel better. I think yes and no. I think it depends on the partner. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, it think, does. It does. You know, it's, it's, yeah. and it, and it kind of goes. And into if they didn't, the, I'd be like, get the hell out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, you know, it's a dynamic because some people will just be like, oh no, you're on your own. And, and, you know, it's that balance, but it goes back to what you're saying, Gord, around this level of maturity or awareness around, yeah, you know, yeah. being able to have the boundary for yourself and sure. I think that that's, that's very, you know, it's crucial in, in many ways. Right. It, it is, it's absolutely crucial to healing. Yeah. It's very crucial to healing. But I, I think that there's, uh, you know, it feels really difficult when it's like, well, you know, this is your shit. You're on your own. <laughs> you yeah. know, I'm going out for a beer. Uh, it, it feels like really kind of heartless, you know. Uh, you know, have a good evening. I enjoy yeah. processing. Right. Uh, yeah. Okay. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I'm gonna go for a beer here. Uh, that does not seem healthy at all. You know, in terms no, of no. Um, well, that's just it. It can go from from a place of learning to a place of very unhealthy, depending on what the expectations are, and depending exactly. on what one's and, boundaries. And as a person, you have to know what your expectations are entering that relationship. Absolutely. Absolutely. My expectation is I need to take a break here. Uh, right. You are listening to Things Worth Considering, and we will be back in a couple of minutes. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Imagine a place where ancient wisdom and modern research combine to create a non-judgmental, dynamic educational environment. We believe learning is much more than just theories. It is the application of those theories that anchor your learning deep inside yourself. Our physical, emotional, intellectual, and spiritual selves are embraced and nurtured, learning how to create an internal balance. This is Transformational Arts College of Spiritual and Holistic Training. Since 1988, we continue our mission of spiritually focused education for all who seek. We offer integrative personal development and professional training in spiritual psychotherapy, holistic healthcare, spiritual director, coaching, and esoteric studies. We are located in Lawrence Park in Toronto on Young Street, north of Lawrence Avenue. It's easy to get to and harder to leave. Visit our website at transformationalarts.com or inquire at TAC at transformationalarts.com 
or call us toll-free at 1-888-TAC-SELF. Transformational Arts, bringing body, mind, and spirit together. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Listening to Things Worth Considering with Gord Riddell and Alexia Georgiusis. We'd love to hear from you via email to info at spiritgrows.ca. That's info at spiritgrows.ca. Now back to Things Worth Considering. Hi, welcome back. Uh, we would also love to hear from you uh, by phone. Uh, our phone lines are open, it's toll free, won't cost you a cent. And we'd love to talk to you. I'm sure this has raised at least one question. Uh, we're at 888-346-9141, and your call is more than welcome. Back to you, ladies. We're talking about you. You, oh, you have an experience behind so this, do you, Maria? <laughs> uh, so, you know, it, it's uh, – one thing that I want to just really bring in is, you know, about our ancestors, right? They, they really do want to help us. But as I said a little bit earlier, is you really need to ask for that. You know, they're not just going to barge in. You know, they're really polite on that other side. But, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and there's many they didn't say please. Yeah, they do. And there's many different ways that you can actually get into, you know, you can get messages from them. You know, most of the time it's, uh, you know, we've all heard about our intuition and uh, the clairs and how do you pick up messages, whether you hear them, you see them, you sense them. Um, so it's basically whatever you're, you're the clair that you mostly associate with, that's probably the way your ancestors will come in. You know, and I had a really interesting experience. Um, experience uh so my grandmother died uh, my maternal grandmother died when I was probably about eight or nine so long time ago uh, maybe 10 years ago (laughs) (laughs) so uh you know I never really thought anything of her and I were very close and never really thought much about uh, any of this stuff and then I remember I had started my psychotherapy program at the transformational arts and uh, I was sitting in one of the classrooms and I'm sitting there and I'm really questioning do I really want to do this what the heck's wrong with me why am I spending my weekends at school when I'm working full-time so all of this doubt started coming and I very distinctly first of all I started smelling uh, fresh baked bread Hmm. and I'm going what who's who's got bread in here you know (laughs) That was my grandmother's. That's what we used to do. We used to have a, a wood-burning stove, and we used to bake bread together. And so, and I'm going, what is happening over here? And I keep asking some of my classmates, did you go to the bakery? Did you go to the bakery? No, nobody went to the bakery. But this this uh, uh, fresh bread smell kept coming in. And then I got up, and I went to go use the bathroom, and I, I almost fell off. I just felt these beautiful arms just really holding me and this voice, like almost like a breath in my ear and said, you know, you're where you need to be. Stop doubting yourself. I'm going to be with you the whole way. And I'm going like, what's like, I couldn't figure it got to the it's point. Beautiful. It's beautiful. It was just such a, and it was, uh, it, it was, uh, I went up to the instructor at the end of class uh, and I said to Michelle, I said, 
Michelle, I've got to talk to you about something. And, you know, I was explaining that. And she says, well, I guess you're here and you need to be here. So get your butt in that chair and just do what you need to do. But <laughs> again, it's, you know, are you willing to listen to those messages? Right. Because I could have just ignored the smelling of bread. Oh, nobody went to the bakery or whatever. And then as I'm driving home, I realized, well, you know, my nonna and I used to bake bread all the time, you know, and that was distinctly the way she would hug me because she would always come behind and she would hug you and just kiss you on, on the top of the head. And it was distinctly. So, so she gave me those messages. So, again, listen, feel, hear, don't ignore, you know, because once you ask and once you open to having your ancestors coming to give you messages, they will. Yeah. But you, you have to be open to that. Right, right. So it's, it's yeah, just, I, um, I, I think that that's really true. You know, I mean, I've, uh, I've talked a lot lately about ancestors. Uh, uh, maybe it's part of my aging process or something, you know, being 21 now is like yeah, really weird. It's really a hard year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> when to go through puberty still, uh, but, but you know, it's, um, I just think that when I look at our, my ancestors and I look at everyone's ancestors, um, and there's probably in light of us being in this pandemic, I just think it's an awesome how strong these people were. You know, yeah. they came from Europe, uh, you know, uh, and, and came over and people were starving over there or this was happening there. Wartime, my grandfather was, was killed over there uh, when they had already immigrated here. So he's buried here. Uh, you know, we, we have all these, you know, things that honor the dead. You know, yeah. ours is the Remembrance Day, of course. Absolutely. Well, you know, when I was growing up, it was all about my grandfather because my mom was just 13 when, when he was wow. he was killed. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so he's he's buried here in Toronto in, the, in one of the military cemeteries. And mm-hmm. so on. So Remembrance Day was you didn't leave. You didn't leave the house. Everyone else, it was a holiday back then in the olden yeah. days. Uh, and you didn't have to go to school, but you weren't going to leave the house until we had gone through every memorial service culminating with the one in Ottawa. Right. At noon, finally, you know, everyone else is tired out from playing. We got to go outside. Yeah. Uh, but it really, you know, I mean, I look like him a little bit, you know, yeah. uh, uh, really see the uh, uh, the pain that was from my mother and yeah. keeping his his memory alive for us, mm-hmm. you know, which you touched upon, you know, with right. your grandfather. Yeah. Yeah. But you yeah. know what? I think it's just, you know, we owe it to them, you know, uh, in yep. uh, in some of the other cultures, they, you know, they really honor their ancestors. You know, in Mexico or in Italy, you have the Day of the Dead. You know, yep. uh, you have Memorial Day. We have Remembrance Day, uh, you know. But it, I think it's so vitally important to keep our ancestors with us, keep them alive. Because really, we are such a big part. We're not alone. We have these beautiful spirits that are really anchored within us you know and they're so willing to help they're so willing to guide us along you know and i think it's so so important that we really honor their memories you know you mentioned you know your grandfather moving from europe and that you know and really uh, that kind of took away the one type of ancestor is that uh, the cultural one you know the country that you're born in with through the land and through that but we don't have just because i don't live in italy anymore it doesn't mean that i that i have to just get rid of all of that well you know i'm not connected to anymore 
we are. It's just absolutely, so absolutely. You know, you play well, me the bagpipes, and I just go running for my kilt. Right. Uh, <laughs> right. And, and, absolutely. And Maria, you're also, you know, and Gord also. I do find it interesting that you know we know in the ancestry in terms of more indigenous cultures, more land based. You know that connection where, you know, we have sort of lost touch with that mostly in terms of, uh, you know, the the kind of North American, Caucasian, or European, but. I also feel that it's there is something around why are we why do we have a, a day that is honoring the dead only because of the war not only because of the war but it's like what about all the other people that died on other times right. that weren't war related mm-hmm. and, well, and and we have we have days of uh, you know for them Day of well, the Dead in Mexico. The Day of the Dead, right? So yeah, I but I mean, I mean, generally yeah, right. speaking, as a as a whole culture here, right. we don't really have that. Oh, here, right. yes, yes, yes. Right. No, yeah. You're right. Absolutely. Yeah. And so it's up to each and every one of us to start bringing that in. So, for instance, I make a really big deal on, you know, around that time, around Halloween, you know, uh, and and those October 31st, November 1st and 2nd time frame where, you know, it's said really that the veil is at the thinnest. And I do make a real uh, effort in, you know, honoring my deceased ancestors where I will have a, a special place at the altar where I just put things that I know would make them happy. And, mm-hmm. you know, I might sit there and I do a going to a meditation and really try to intentionally bring them in, you know? And so we can do it just because, you know, our culture doesn't do it. We can start bringing it in. And we can start doing it in our own way, however way that's going to look for each and every one of us, because it's going to be different for everybody, right? Absolutely. You know, how, you know, what is it that's going to bring you closer to somebody that really meant the world to me, you know? Mm -hmm. And even I like that idea. I like that. It's a a nice idea to have that uh, sense of connection again. Absolutely. and, and, And different, very individualized in terms of who even even as far as we can, we know we can go back when people look at their ancestry, mm-hmm. but it's that, oh, it maybe ends at whatever, how many generations back. And then what? Then we all, like Gord was saying in the beginning, we're all related. Absolutely. There's only one human being. And we're all we're all brothers and sisters. That's family, just wrong. Right? <laughs> and you know, you know what's happening in the world right now. If you really took a look and, and really fully understood what Gord was talking about at the beginning, is that we're all really related. If you took the time to fully understand that, would you really go out there and try to hurt somebody else? Right. Exactly. Maybe you yeah, think exactly. about it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or try to control them, yeah. Mr. Trump. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know. Uh, <laughs> Really. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The the uh, I I keep you know I have pictures of all all my parents, my grandparents, and my my great grandparents, uh, uh, which are all up. And uh, yeah, it's it's just a really nice thing to have. Mm-hmm. And so on. So we happen to have uh, uh, Bill is on the line, and uh, we'd love to talk to Bill. Hi, Bill. Hello. Can y'all hear me? Yeah. Yeah, we can. Yes. How are you? Fine. Thank you. Uh, Good. I love what y'all were saying earlier about talking to your ancestors and watching for signs. And I agree that I think that veil gets thinner sometimes and thicker. But the more you pay attention to your ancestors and them trying to contact you, obviously um, you get familiar with the signs and you're more open to it. And I think it's also important uh, when we're interfacing with our ancestors to specifically ask for help 
because I think when you ask for help, I think there's a level of intervention that they can help you with. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, it's kind of like, uh, you know, when people pray and it's nothing more than a big shopping list, uh, <laughs> as opposed to, you know, centering it into what it really needs to be about. And asking for help is probably the biggest thing we can do. Absolutely. And they're willing to help. As I said, they're willing to help. You have to ask, though. They're not just going to come and interfere in your life like our, like our parents do it in this lifetime. They actually respect their boundaries. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's great, Bill. Thank you all. I'm going to hang up. Thank, you. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for calling. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think he makes a really good point there, you know, is that, uh, we have to not be afraid to ask for help Absolutely. at that level and Absolutely. believe that it's there. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess my grandmother too, but, you know, uh, yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> not going to manifest. It, you know, and yeah. to Bill's point, it's there's a shift that happens when you, when you open, like what you were saying earlier, Maria, when you open to it. And I think part of the opening is the asking yep. and allowing yourself to say, you know, guide me or show me what the lesson is or what I need to right. see. Right? right. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Or yeah. What am I missing here? You know, kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so it, you know, just to sum up here, is there a way, how do I know when I've sort of worked out this karma here? How do I know when it's been fulfilled or been healed? You just feel there's, there's this uh, knowing without knowing. There's this feeling that really happens in the body. It's almost like this felt sensation that it, you, you're at peace. You know, there's an open heartness that happens. There's this idea that this part is really, truly done. And I just feel that I can just move on. And, and you, you know, you, you're really at a place where, as I said, the heart is open. Uh, there's a sense of peace that washes over you, the sense of calmness. And you actually feel that, wow. And, and don't forget to thank your ancestors because they were a big part of it. Yeah, yeah no beautiful. kidding. Yeah. And no resentment, I bet. I bet the resentment is gone or the gone. blame, right? Yeah. Gone. Yeah. So, yeah. Maria, you are offering again, a three-hour workshop next I Wednesday, I am. Uh, which is August the 26th, uh, uh, about karma and your ancestral relationships. Yeah, we'll go more into ancestors and what they mean and different types of ancestors and all that kind of really good stuff. Cool. So it's being presented via Zoom, which means that you can be from anywhere in the world and you can come in and join uh, with uh, with Maria. Uh, to register for that, you can uh, do it through the website at www.transformationalarts.com. Uh, or you can call Linda at 416-484-0454, extension 23. She's always there. Uh, no, you have to leave a message uh, because of the office thing. Um, now, next week on Things Worth Considering, our show here, uh, I'm going to be talking about my upcoming workshop the following Wednesday, uh, also a three-hour one, and it's everything women want to know about men and what men need to know about men. Um, yes. And registration is the same site, the same phone number. You can also contact us here through this show at info at spiritgrows.ca. Also, don't forget, Friday night's free, 7 p.m. Uh, it's a compassion circle. Go to the same place, and you'll be able to get all the information because we're running out of time. Maria, thank you for coming back. Welcome. Thank Thanks you for, for bringing me. back some interesting stuff for us to talk about and to ponder and to yes. go, hmm, I Thanks, need to go look at my pictures thank again. You. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Alexia, thank you for being here. Thank you, Gordon. Uh, thanks for being a great co-host. Absolutely. we will see you back here next uh, Thursday, 8 p.m., live.
Have a great week. Thank you for tuning into Things Worth Considering. Please join your hosts, Alexia Georgiousis and Gord Riddell, for another edition next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, think about the connections in your life and how they define who you are. 